Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast, where we have clinical conversations that impact your pharmacy practice. Let's listen in as our team discusses this week's clinical practice game changer. Hello and welcome to Game Changers Clinical Conversations. I am Jeff Wall, your host. I am a professor of pharmacy practice at Drake University and internal medicine clinical pharmacist at Iowa Methodist Medical Center. Welcome to our show. So today we're like I said, going to go off the beaten path in a couple of ways. One, we're going to talk about DERM, which I thought this was so fascinating that I thought I thought it was worth uh, talking about on Game Changers. And so we're going to talk about severe acne and we're going to talk about a new therapy for severe acne or a relatively new therapy, which is lasers. So kind of a Star Trek or Star Wars. I ever noticed that nobody in those movies ever has bad acne, maybe because they use lasers or I don't know. So, uh, but I thought this was fascinating. Um, this is a relatively new therapy. However, two systems that we're going to talk about have recently been cleared by the FDA for moderate to severe acne. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, I think some, some of the, the background is fascinating and the uh, results have just been astounding. Um, and again, I'm not being a derm person. I'm, I have to admit, I know somewhat about some of the more uh, challenging pharmacotherapies for severe acne, and it looks like the, the results they're getting from laser treatment have been at least as good as some of the best pharmacotherapy treatments, if not better, and actually much safer. So it's going to be interesting to see the uptake on this. And of course, a lot of it is going to have to do with, with cost coverage and whether insurances will cover this or not, but it looks pretty interesting. So a little background on acne, again, you know, those of us who are, who are past our teenage years, uh, most of us uh, probably remember when. And uh, when we had acne, um, I certainly do. I was pretty fortunate that I didn't have terrible acne, but, but as, as a teenager, I certainly had my fair share. And of course, this was many, many years ago. In fact, Accutane or, or Isotrentoin had just been approved by the FDA, I think the year I graduated high school. And um, in, this was so new, it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, even back then. So of course, only the real rich kids could afford <laughs> Accutane and my family certainly couldn't have, uh, couldn't have. So I basically just had acne. That, that's what I dealt with. So uh, fortunately uh, for me, I never got any serious scarring or anything along those lines. And uh, I'm certainly no uh, matinee model or idol, but but I think I, I managed to navigate that pretty well. But a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have that kind of luck. Um, it is the eighth most common disease worldwide. It affects 85% of teenagers, 50% of adults. As we all know, it's predominantly facially distributed, but can be in a lot of other places as well. And study after study shows, and again, if you remember being a teenager or have teenagers um, in your family, you know uh, the burden that it causes as far as anxiety, depression, negative psychosocial impact. And again, in some patients, unfortunately, permanent scarring and, and that there's not a lot that can be done about that. We spend a tremendous amount of money uh, on therapies, uh, both over-the-counter, uh, mail order, if you will, and prescription for acne and about $3 billion a year. Um, and that kind of gets you into the therapy for acne. I'll be honest with you. I've never really truly understood how dermatologists go about the treatment of acne. It seems sometimes they kind of just throw a dart at a board and try therapy. And I know that's not true. I know that, that in fact, there, there's an algorithm for, for therapy that usually starts with topical therapy, uh, and then moves on to oral antibiotics. And then in some cases, hormonal agents. And then of course we get into, to, uh, uh Accutane or isotretinoin. And, and, and of course that's long been considered the, the gold standard for moderate severe acne. So again, there's a, you know, a million over the counter stuff, a million, a million prescri prescription things, but all of them have problems, right? So topical treatments, if you've ever tried them can be very irritating to non-effective skin and you have to be very compliant about their use. You can't stop using them or it's going to come right back. 
uh, oral antibiotics, which I, again, not working in community pharmacy anymore. I, I don't know how often this happens. Back in the day, we used to see uh, tetracycline or minocycline used a lot for this. Occasionally, things like flagell or clindamycin. But of course, they have all the issues associated with them, drug allergy, you know, upset, bacterial resistance, hormonal agents, and uh, in, in particularly in women, women often will use oral contraceptives, and that's one of the treatments they'll use for acne. But again, while it's pretty safe, and in fact, some, uh, a game changer we'll have to talk about soon, as many of you know, is the recent approval by the FDA of an over-the-counter progestin-only pill. Maybe that'll be one of our upcoming uh, game changers. But of course, you know, there is, uh, with estrogen uh, products in particular, there's some risk, though the risk is relatively low. And again, I said uh, Trentoin is, is long been considered the, the treatment of choice, but have anybody knows it's still not cheap. Even 30 years later, after I graduated from, from high school, it's still not cheap. It still has black box warnings for birth defects, and you have to be very careful about that and depression. And if I remember right, there's still a REMS program um, associated with that as well. So it becomes not only expensive, but has side effects, and it's, it has a, a significant administrative burden for prescribers and patients. So would a non-pharmacologic therapy work? Well, that's where lasers kind of come in. And we know that, you know, remember that sebaceous glands are the glands that, that basically get clogged up and lead to acne, right? So we, when that's what all these things kind of target. And so the thought is, can you use lasers to basically selectively hit sebaceous glands uh, using photothermolysis, which as the name suggests, basically knocks um, them out with heat, but you have to be very careful because you have to specifically hit a wavelength that only hits the sebaceous glands, right? Because if you don't do that, you're going to get damaged to the epidermis and dermis surrounding it. And as I've read, I've done some reading on this. It sounds like, you know, the, the, the thought of laser therapy for, uh, for severe acne had been around for a while, but when they tried different wavelengths, they couldn't find one that, uh, that hit the sebaceous glands without hitting the surrounding uh, tissue as well. Studies have suggested that in fact, you can do that if you have a laser tuned to 1600 to 1800 nanometers. And yeah, if that doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to me either. Just, I think, I think what you kind of take away from it is that, uh, they have recently found a, a wavelength of, of laser light that seems to, to preferentially hit the sebaceous gland using photothermolysis for stuff like that. So that's the point and, and that we now have two FDA approved laser devices that hit this 1600 to 1800 uh, nanometer wavelength. It's the AvaClear system and the Accure laser system. And again, they were they have both been FDA approved for this. And so the reason I kind of got, got into this is that I, I came across uh, in my in my weekly kind of search for cool game changers, a, a report from the annual conference for the for, of the American Society of Laser Medicine and Surgery. I would know anything about that, but I have to wonder if that's kind of a, a, a kind of fun, uh, a, a fun meeting to go to. I don't know. In any event, there's a very nice presentation on, on these two uh, laser systems, the Avaclear and the Accure system. And again, the, the point of this is that is that they, they uh, hit the sebaceous glands without damaging the epidermis or, or dermis around them. And they note that because of that, they get, they get durability by shrinking the sebaceous glands. Um, but they have to be careful in that you have to use contact cooling or air cooling around the area before the laser gets hit because if it's used, because if you don't, again, some of the, the surrounding skins can, can be damaged. So the first system is the Avaclear laser, which um, it, uh, does uh, uh, look at, at and target sebaceous glands with this uh, 1600, 1800 nan nanometer length. They basically penetrate to about 1.5 millimeters below the skin, and the device relies on contact cooling. 
Um, they talk about a pivotal study. That's the study that got the drug approved by the FDA. And we're going to do a little more deeper dive into the study in just a second. But it basically found that when they did treatments, they received three, only three treatments of the Abiclear uh, system one month apart and found a, a kind of an unbelievable 80 plus percent of patients with severe acne had a 50% reduction in lesions on their face at, at three months and six months and 12 months. So uh, just incredible, you know, at, at least as good as isotrentone, maybe right is even better um, uh, using this, this uh, uh, Abiclear system. And it's also seemed to be very well tolerated. Side effects seem to be fairly minimal. Uh, the author who presented at this meeting noted that there was no topical anesthetic used, no interlesional anesthetic. Uh, and in fact, they, they, they did quite well. And uh, any uh, uh, surrounding erythema resolved very quickly. And uh, they did a, a satisfaction score and found that 75% of patients were very satisfied. So kind of interesting. The second uh, system that was approved is the Accure laser system that uses a, a proprietary technology that, that basically does the exact same thing. The, the difference between these two systems, apparently Accure system tells you exactly the amount of heat that you're delivering into the sebaceous gland. And there's even an infrared camera for real-time accurate temperature monitoring. So that seems kind of cool. They talk about the study that it got it approved by the FDA. It was a pretty small study, about 35 patients who received four monthly treatments of about 30 minutes each. And they were also followed out to one year. And again, they found very, very similar numbers that the vast, vast majority of patients, around 80% of patients had, had clearance at at least 50% clearance at 12 weeks of the last treatment. And in fact, at a year, over 40% of patients had almost complete clearing of, of their acne. Everybody had at least some response. So there was no non-responders, very interesting. And again, the side effects were, were, were fairly uh, minor and, and resolved very, very quickly. So again, we have two uh, systems, uh, laser systems, um, and uh, uh, two studies that, that though small suggest some pretty amazing stuff. So I wanted to do a deep dive into two studies. The first study was published in June and, and it was a study that, that got the Avaclear laser system approved by the FDA. And I want to do a little bit of a deep dive into that. And we're going to do that and talk about that and the effectiveness of laser therapy in curing or treating scarring from acne way, way after the fact. We'll do that after a message from our sponsor, CE Impact. Are you a pharmacist by design? Since we hold a vital position on the healthcare team, it is our responsibility to advance our knowledge and skills so we can provide the best possible care to our patients. Being a pharmacist by design means striving to be the best version of ourselves, not just as professionals, but as individuals dedicated to improving patient outcomes. Learn more about pharmacist by design at ceimpact.com. Join us and begin your journey to being the best version of your pharmacist self. So uh, you are not listening to a, a podcast about the future. You're just listening to a podcast about laser therapy for, for acne. So uh, we did, as I said it before, I want to do kind of a deep dive into the study that got Avaclear approved by the FDA. In this study, they had 104 patients, uh, 59 women and 45 men, ages 16 to, to 40. They did have patients with Fitzpatrick skin types ranging from two to seven. So basically what that means is all types of skin types from very, very uh, pale and and no patients to much darker skin because obviously patients with lighter skin uh, are going to have uh, like uh, more likely to have side effects and things along those lines. In the study, what they did uh, again, they did 30 day washout from all acne medications, which I'm surprised they were able to get people to to agree to that. They did baseline standardized digital photographs were taken, and then three independent expert dermatologist graders who were not involved with the study and were blinded to study treatment then assessed and scored acne severity per the study 
subject using the Investigator's Global Assessment or IGA scale. Uh, then they did three laser treatments, and this was an open label study, so there was no placebo control. I don't even know how you do a placebo control in the study. Um, so it was an open label study without a control arm. Uh, maybe at some point somebody will do a, la a comparison to laser to isotrentoin. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. But in any event, in this study, they used three laser treatments at about one month intervals, and then follow-up visits were at four, 12, and 26 weeks after the third treatment. Um, all enrolled subjects uh, comprised an intent-to-treat cohort. And they immediately pre-treatment skin was skin was cleansed and degreased using acute acutone with gauze wipe. No topical anesthetic was administered during treatment. Uh, they uh, again had had kind of a handpiece that enclosed the uh, the laser and make sure it just hit the exact spot that you were looking for. Um, they did after that they did the, uh, clinical outcomes, which were assessed by a trained blind expert panel of again of three dermatologists using a validated photography-based lesion count. This is kind of interesting. This study had, happened during the height of COVID. And so of course it, you could, it would be very difficult to get patients in to a dermatologist during that time. So they actually performed uh, uh, in-depth photography, uh, digital photography of all the patients and then sent those uh, pre and post uh, therapy to the, the individual dermatologist. So I think that's kind of interesting that they did that. And it seems to be a, a well-validated way to look at, at, at effectiveness. The primary outcome was uh, to evaluate uh, uh, the durability, tolerability of laser treatment. And again, the primary outcome was, was at least a 50% reduction in active inflammatory acne lesions uh, compared to the baseline. So it was kind of pre-post. And then the tolerability was re uh, reviewed by all AEs reported by the subject immediately post-treatment and in their follow-up visits. Uh, they had a whole bunch of secondary endpoints, uh, including an IGA score of zero or one, which meant clear, almost clear skin, and then the subject satisfaction via questionnaire. As I mentioned, they had 104 patients enrolled. Uh, mean age was 22 years. Uh, they represented all fixed Fitzpatrick skin types with 67% of patients identifying as Caucasian, 20% Asian, and then 13% of, of what was considered Fitzpatrick for five or six types, so often African-American, uh, Hawaiian, or other types of skin that were done. 89 of the 104 patients completed three treatments and then the, the follow-ups. And again, the, the data was, 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 was pretty amazing. At 26-week follow-up, 87.3% of patients had a 50% reduction in their lesions. Uh, and so again, I know quite good basically. Um, and when they took a look at the, at the different skin types, interestingly, the, the, the numbers actually weren't different between skin type. And so uh, they had very, very strong clearing pretty much across the board. Interestingly, uh, the higher die five and die six Fitzpatrick scales had a 100% clearing. So just, just a, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty impressive stuff. And there was really no difference as far as response according to age. They had more patients who were younger, teenagers, as you might imagine. And again, uh, the, the, about 96% of those patients had at least a 50% improvement in their in their acne lesion score. So again, you know, quite Im, uh, impressive data that really kind of is equal to or better than, than Accutane, which is generally kind of globally thought to have a 60% response rate. Um, the vast majority of patients had clear or uh, skin or almost clear skin. And in fact, if you added those 
those two numbers up at 26 week follow was about 50% of patients. And then almost everybody else has had mild uh, acne uh, based on the IgA score. Um, so again, clear, almost clear skin was about 41.8%. As far as, as the different types of acne, they go into some detail about, you know, comedones and all that other stuff. I'm not, I, I'm in no uh, expert opinion. I think the, the bottom line was that across all of them, they saw improvement of the different types of, of acne lesions. And that at 26 weeks, 80% of people felt that their skin was significantly improved and smoother and had, and had no problems associated with it. Only mild adverse events were observed, 104 transient uh, erythema and transient edema around the affected uh, laser affected site, but they all resolved. 97% of patients said it resolved within three, within three days. So again, pretty impressive. And, and they found no escalation, blistering, scarring, or hyperpigmentation across any of the skin uh, phototypes. So again, pretty well um, um, uh, tolerated, and especially compared to drugs like I said, Accutane, which is, many people compl complain of very, very dry skin and stuff. So again, pretty impressive information, even though again, a fairly small number of patients, and this was enough for the FDA to approve the system for mild to severe acne. So the $64 question, of course, with this is going to be who does this? My guess would be that that if, if a dermatologist can afford the equipment, they will probably offer this um, uh, because it seems, you know, like, like so many other areas in medicine that once you get trained on the machinery, uh, it's relatively easy to do because computers really kind of take care of, of, of where you're applying the laser and things like that. Um, and so the, you know, the other question is going to be, will insurance cover this? My tip of the tongue reaction is probably not, at least not at first. On the other hand, if, if, uh, if this is as good or better than the best treatment we have, which isn't, inex uh, isn't inexpensive either, perhaps, they will cover it if they say, well, if this is going to spare patients from having to be on Accutane, maybe, maybe that'll be enough for them to cover it. So very interesting to see what happens there. So the other study I wanted to quickly talk about is a treatment using this laser for acne scars. And, and again, uh, unfortunately, there are some patients who have severe enough acne, often as teenagers, that they have permanent scarring of their skin uh, uh, forever after. And, and again, it has all the same issues uh, that are associated with acne as teenagers, where you know the scarring has a lot of psychosocial impact, uh, can lead to depression and things along those lines. And you know, unfortunately, there isn't any really good treatment period to treat scarring. The lasers can be used in, in some cases. Uh, I found an interesting study, uh, again, only a, only about a year old, that used uh, a very similar laser system. It had a little bit lower nan nanometer target, but basically was was very very similar. It was a prospective individual single blind randomized split lesion controlled uh, trials. So I thought this was very interesting. Uh, they basically took a look at the acne scars and they would literally divide the scars in half and one half of the scar they would apply the laser to and the other they wouldn't. So, you know, one wonders, you know, again, how did you convince patients? Well, we'll treat half of your scars and see what happens, but that's exactly what it. And I, I, my, my, I tip my hat to the people who thought, okay, this is a good way to kind of almost do a, a blinded study or a controlled study because you really, the patient themselves is absolutely their own control. So I think that was kind of interesting. So the uh, scars were divided at midline into two halves and then randomly assigned to a treatment or control side. And so they basically applied uh, this, this laser uh, with a MLA handpiece, um, which again, I think helps, you know, really target where the laser goes. Uh, they basically did two treatments and then uh, after three to six months did a third treatment. And then they, just like the other study, had a blinded dermatologist and the patient self-assessment. And again, the data was pretty impressive. Um, when they took a look at it, they found statistically significant improvements 
over the control side of the, of the scar um, it, at one month after the first couple of treatments and three months after the final treatments, uh, they found uh, a, a, at least a 50% improvement or, or fading of the scar tissue, which is very, very interesting. And that at three months after the final treatment, a blinded dermatologist correctly identified uh, which side was treated and which side was not. So that the, the improvement was obviously enough for a dermatologist to see via a digital photographer. More importantly, the patients found uh, they rated the improvements as excellent in 75% of patients and marked in, in pretty much everybody else. So the bottom line was this, this laser treatment seemed to significantly fade scars and, 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 and improve that skin. So I would hope and pray that, that after the study was completed, that the uh, candidate it's, uh, the, the uh, subjects in the trial were offered the ability to complete the treatment and have their other part of their scars treatment. That would seem only to be fair to me, but, but I don't know. They, they don't talk about that in the study. So bottom line was that, that in the study at three months, this laser system uh, uh, seemed to, to be effective at, at uh, decreasing uh, scar tissue and again, hopefully improving complexion in these patients. So, you know, again, not something that I'm going to see as an inpatient pharmacist anytime soon or a lot of my, my, my physicians. But for those of you, especially in community pharmacy or, or primary care physicians, you know, you are going to see these patients. You are going to see patients who present to you with, with, with real acne. They've tried everything, you know, they've tried over the counter stuff, they've tried herbal stuff, they've, you know, uh, you know, they maybe they been to a dermatologist previously, but have a hard time getting into them. You know, like every other subspecialty, it's months to get into to the dermatologist. And, you know, you uh, as a prescriber or a pharmacist may feel comfortable working with Accutane or you may not. Uh, I think it is uh, uh, for those people, I think for pharmacists and primary care physicians and providers, I think it's reasonable to try and seek out, you know, which dermatologists in your area may be providing this therapy. I don't think you're going to have a hard time looking. I think a simple Google search will, will tell you exactly what you need to know. And I think now that you, you know, can, can really counsel patients and say, okay, look, you know, you've got severe acne, we've tried several therapies, you know, uh, maybe you're not a candidate for Accutane or you've tried Accutane and you can't, you, it, it, you can't tolerate it. Maybe this is the next therapy to consider. And now you don't know enough about it that I think, I think referral certainly makes sense. And especially patients who may come to you with acne scarring, I think it's something that, that you may be able to offer them as treatment. So that's it for this week of Game Changers. Um, a little bit off the beaten path, as I said, but we'll get back to just regular pharmacotherapy, I think next week. But until then, remember, time flies. I don't know where it's going, but the most important day is today. We'll see you then. Jen here. Be sure to check out our education at ceimpact.com. You'll find it to be your one-stop shop for all the CE resources you need. Become a Pharmacist by Design member today to access it all for free, including CE for this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on Game Changers Clinical Conversations.